Hey everybody, Brian Boyle here, and thanks for tuning in to Run Painless, Run Ageless. I'm your host, and it's good to have you here. If you're just joining us, I appreciate you checking this out, and I would encourage you to go back to episode one, listen to that that tells you all about who I am as a physical therapist, as a runner, as a father, as you know, the guy that's in his 40s and, uh, you know, and, and coaching and doing all this fun stuff, why you should be listening to this, who this podcast is for, much more than I'll go into detail here. Um, you know, but I, like I said, go back to episode one. I think you're going to find that very fascinating. And uh, if you've been here before, welcome back. As always, I appreciate you. So today I want to jump right into what happens when running becomes unhealthy, right? So in a previous episode, I talked about overtraining. I talked about what are the signs, the symptoms of overtraining. But what happens if you're not overtraining, right? What if your, um, <clears throat> you know, your body is somewhat tolerating, okay, but yet you're becoming less healthy, Okay, um, you know, and so what this may mean is heart irregularities, uh, right? Um, it could mean that, uh, you know, body changes, okay? Um, you know, that, uh, the, you know, too much to the, to the opposite of health, all right? Um, you know, this is one of the things that I think people can become over-consumed when they find running. I, I was there... Uh, I have I have experienced this. This was when um, you know when I was training at my peak. If I missed a run, I was absolutely grumpy. Uh, do not be around me if I if I didn't run before a big family dinner, um, you know, or something else like that. I was just not fun to be around. People didn't like being around me. Um, you know, it was all I talked about. You know, folks would say, "Oh, so so what?" Uh, you know, what are you doing? And, I, and I'd want to just talk about running, right? I mean, have, have you yourself experienced this? Um, you know, and, and to each their own, right? I mean, if, if you're completely fine with that, great. Uh, but it was a very self-absorbed time for me. I, I can guarantee you I was very self-absorbed. If you knew me then, um, very much all about me, wasn't about others, and, you know, how I could build relationships with them. If it was good for me, then it was good for them, right? It wasn't that, uh, you know, oh, hey, I'm going to uh, think about you and, and your feelings and your desires and, and all that other fun stuff. So, so tough time, um, but I see it. I see it an awful lot, right? And I, and I, and I recognize and I laugh and right now because I see my friends that, uh, that go through this, um, you know, and uh, they'll say, you know, oh my gosh, these same things, right? Like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm got this big race coming up, and it's running, and it's this, and it's that, and and uh, you know, I I can't go meet for dinner tonight because I've I've got to go run, uh, you know, or their their spouses are complaining about the fact that they're always gone running, and and I sit back and I laugh. So, you know, is that mentally a healthy? thing, right? I mean, we're going to talk about mental health as well. I mean, this is, uh, this is something that, you know, mental health is just as, uh, just as important as physical health. Um, so while we're, while we're covering this, uh, you know, mentally, we'll, we'll get into the physical as well. But, uh, you know, be aware of that. Be aware of those, those obsessive signs, right? Where you're only fixated on the running or the aspects of, you know, watching what you're eating because of the running. Um, while it is fine to be healthy, it's also better to be well-rounded, all right? You know, to, to have a healthy mix of, you know what, friendships, social activities, you're running and you're competing, 
Okay, unless that's your full-time job, um, you know, at which point, uh, you know, I'm, I'm guessing many folks that are that are at the professional level aren't listening to this podcast. Okay, so that pretty much puts all of us in that realm. Like, this is not our full-time job. I mean, that was that was why I stopped competing at, at the level that I was competing at was because I was a physical therapist. I had a full-time job. I already had family and full-time gig uh, that was paying me much better than my running career was, much better than, than I've seen just about any runner uh, you know, paid so far, unless you're at the elite, elite, okay, and you're winning, say, uh, the, the marathons and such, um, but even that, right, I mean, at uh, my career, you know, I've made far more in my career than I would have as a runner, right, so so I've got to, I had to balance that out, and, and I had to realize what was more important, um, you know, and, and still stay with it, and still run, and still coach, and do all that other stuff, but, but mentally, you know, could I have it all, uh, you know, or was I going to burn myself out? And that's that's the tough thing, right? So we have to be aware of that. That that if you start to become this obsessive, okay, um, you know, side of this, is that really healthy? Now, if you're triggered, you know, you know, say you know, say something's going on where you're changing from one obsessive habit to another. Uh, I had a very good friend that switched from, you know, using and abusing cocaine marijuana and alcohol okay uh, went into rehab came out and turned to exercise as his his way of dealing and his way of you know kind of his obsessive personality uh, so he would come into our gym and he'd work out for three hours a day right lost a ton of weight uh, but he needed to do something. He had all this energy, all this time. That that's what got him into his trouble. So he would run, and then he'd lift weights, and then you know, and, and all of this stuff just because that's what he did. So if you're if you're changing to exercise to combat some other demon, then then hey, again, you know, I commend you health over you know these other bad habits any day. Uh, but again, we, we've got to find this moderation, right? And this is coming from somebody that understands it. I've been there. I've been to that side of, of the running. Uh, I see it now. Um, and, and, I, and like I said, I laugh. But, but it, I only laugh nervously because I've been there, right? And I, and I realize that um, you know, I like who I am better not being as obsessed about something Okay, and I like being you know more focused on others. So that's one side. We always gotta we always gotta figure out the mental side of that. You know, and when does running not become healthy? The other side of that is the physicality, and and, and I'm gonna talk about something different than the overtraining. Okay, uh, you know, I read an interesting article that was in Men's Journal, and not that I'm saying that Men's Journal is by far the epitome of uh, of have all end all say here, but. Uh, but they actually they actually did their research, and this was an interesting article. It came out in uh, this month, um, and it was talking about can ulcers harm your health? And uh, you know, it really got me thinking, right? I mean, there there's a story of a uh, um, you know of a gentleman that you know races 50 plus times annually, covering around 200 miles a week. Six foot tall, weighs 145 pounds, and body fat percentage of 8.5. 8. Resting heart rate 38 beats per minute. 2020 vision. Never had a cavity. Uh, and yet every four months, this guy has to go see a cardiologist because basically through the ultra marathoning, okay, his heart has become irregular. All right. He's become, his heart has become so enlarged that he's also, he's now got this atrial fibrillation, uh, which means that he's got an irregular heartbeat. 
And you know, the heart being a muscle in and of itself, okay, it is possible to overexercise it, okay? Uh, if it doesn't fit in the area within the chest wall that you have between the ribs, between the lungs, okay, and it's so massive and so expansive, it's not gonna be able to beat and so contract and relax as well as it normally would at a normal size. So as soon as it becomes hypertrophy or enlarged, okay, we run into problems. And this is this is something that's very serious. Uh, you know, this was uh, this was something that uh, you know came out of uh, um, cancer causes and control, uh, intensive care medicine. They looked at uh, uh, research from. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where else here. Um, they had some some other things. They, they talked to some physicians and such. Um, but they were talking about the uh, you know ability to run these uh, these races multiple times a year, and are we designed to do it? I remember, I remember 1993. Okay, uh, marathon numbers were very very low, and I remember thinking to myself, I'll never run a marathon. There's no way in heck I'm ever going to run a marathon. No way. It's just just not me. Um, you know, again, there wasn't even much money in marathons at that time, so, so the thought of of even competing in the marathon, you're like, yeah, you know, that's great. That's for like the the really hardcore runners. Uh, you know, while I was a hardcore runner, I just thought, no, that's that doesn't even sound like fun. Um, you know, I'll stick with the mile. I'll stick with five k's. I'll stick with ten k's. And then lo and behold, I remember seeing a friend of mine that uh, that went and ran like a four hour and thirty minute you know marathon, and and he wasn't really much of a runner, right? And uh, um, you know, as much as my running career was, right, it was always because of somebody else that uh, kind of pushed me to do something. And I thought, if that guy is going to do it, like, what the heck? Well, if that person's doing it, then, you know, why, why not me? Um, there, there was a time where, where I did have my own things. But, I, but I, I, think, I think to some of the goofier things that I did that I originally told myself I wasn't going to do, it was all because of somebody else doing something. I thought, if that guy is going to do it, then I got to do it, right? So this guy... Runs his four-hour, thirty-minute marathon, and I'm like, all right, I, I, you know, he's he's like, oh, I'm not even a runner. Look, and I ran a marathon, and and I'm like, oh, all right, I gotta shut this guy up, right? So I go out, and uh, you know, and and I run my first marathon, and then second, and third, and, and on and on and on, right? And, and you know, and never really fell in love with running the marathon, but it was, you know, how fast could I run it, right? It wasn't that, you know, could I run the distance? I knew I could run the distance. That wasn't the problem. It was how fast could I run that distance and could I keep it all together? And, that, and I think that's the, the, the challenge of the marathon, right? Well, it was 93, 98, you know, 2000, you know, and now we've got to this point where now it's like everybody's run a marathon, right? Like if you haven't run a marathon and you're a runner, like that's whatever, right? So fast forward a few years back, a friend of mine comes out and, and he, uh, you know, he's running the uh, the hundred miler Wasatch, uh, the Wasatch hundred mile out here, right? And uh, the same time they've got a marathon going in in uh, Little Cottonwood Canyon, and I have to laugh because we're dropping a, another friend off at the airport. And my friend is standing outside. He's just, you know, he's run like, it took him 34 hours to run the 100. Uh, you know, he's got like some ridiculous, uh, like 40,000 feet of elevation gain and, and, and descent um, over this 100 miles out here in, in our beautiful mountains in Utah. And he's at, the, uh, he's at the airport just standing there and he sees some other runners coming by. And, and they said, oh, how'd you do? And he says, oh, you know, um, you know, 34 hours. And they're looking at him. And, you know, he's exhausted, doesn't even think anything. He's like, How, how'd you do? And they're like, um, yeah, like 
four hours and something. And he's like, he gets back in the car. He's like, what are they talking about? Didn't realize that there was two different marathons. They're looking at him like, what the heck's going on? Like, how did it take a guy 34 hours to run this marathon, right? But but when we think about this, right, it's like everybody's run a marathon, but now it's like the, the ultimate. Like, if you're going to run and you're really a hardcore runner, you've got to run the ultra. You've got to run a, you know, a 50-miler. You've got to run a 100-miler. Uh, you know, and, and how fast can you do it? And if you can do that, then, you know, you're, you're really, you know, you're really a runner. And, and I remember, you know, thinking that, uh, you know, or, or kind of thinking about this change, um, you know, and, and what solidified it, because I've been thinking this for years, it solidified it was this article as well. So it was, it was interesting to see somebody else kind of mention that, that, uh, you know, the, the marathon is no longer looked upon as the ultimate running event. It's the ultra marathon. And yet, you know, when we're looking at some of these things, right, that um, um, here's a very interesting fact, right? So it came out of the intensive care medicine. Uh, runners are tempor- temporarily presenting features of very severe immunosuppression, okay? Um, you know, six days later, all right, you know, that, uh, and this was coming in after a, an ultramarathon, a mountain ultramarathon. Uh, six days later, their levels had returned to normal, but for that six-day period, Okay, uh, severe immunosuppression, almost to the point of somebody that would have been in the ICU. Okay, um, that's how much significant trauma had taken place. Same thing in the marathon. We see that uh, the creatine kinase, which is the uh, chemical marker of a heart attack that is uh, present in the bloodstream even just after a marathon. Okay, that's why you see, uh, you know, nowadays every marathon has a full medical crew. They've got ambulances there with defibrillators. Uh, it's, it's quite often that somebody ends up dying in a marathon uh, at least once, uh, you know, in, in the major marathons a, a year um, because of that, because of that creatine kinase, which is the, the marker of trauma. All right, so... So is this the is this the side where you say, well, what's the distance? What does your body look like? And and that's that's again, it's a tough question to answer, right? What does that look like if if your body can tolerate it? Okay, can you push through? Um, you know, the, I talk about the commercial that said you wouldn't make it in the NFL. You're right. You're absolutely right. My body would not make it in the NFL. Uh, I know for a fact, I, you know, I've been, uh, I've been beaten up and, uh, you know, I've been hit uh, and all sorts of things before, right? And, and, uh, and, I, and I wouldn't do that for enjoyment or for a job, um, you know, and putting pads on and going out there and, and, and forcing that, um, you know, upon myself. So I wouldn't make it. I know my body, it, it just wouldn't do it, right? Um, there are, you know, 20,000 folks so far that have been through the NFL, uh, their bodies somewhat tolerated it, right? Maybe maybe we say 2,000 of those 20,000 that played in the NFL actually tolerated it. The other kind of lasted a few years and then left. I think they said that only, as the statistics said, like, like 8,000 uh, runners, or not runners, uh, NFL players, uh, you know, have played more than four years, okay? So of those 8,000, how many played, you know, their entire career, you know, more than 10, 15, 20 years? Um, you know, I'm going to say probably about 1,000 to 2,000, right? So again, statistically much lower, uh, you know, so is that the same with running? Um, you know, do we do, because we have this intensely low barrier to entry, right? Other than paying for, you know, an entry fee, um, you know, your equipment 
and you know maybe your nutrition right um you know and i say equipment pair of shorts top your shoes okay much cheaper than a lot of other sports okay you, you know you're looking at this and you say is this right is this a much lower barrier to entry so that anybody can put the shoes on walk run walk run go for 100 miles uh, you know and, and because of that do we push beyond say maybe the 1000 people or 10,000 people worldwide that are designed body wise for this right and i think that's got to be that's got to be where you figure this out right i think if you are all of a sudden doing this and you're told by your physician, hey, your heart's enlarged, you've now got an irregular heartbeat, I think that's the sign when you hang it up, okay? Uh, the folks that have smoked their entire life, that those thousand people that have smoked their entire life, their lungs are fine, they've never developed COPD, emphysema, cancer, anything like that, um, you know, far and few between, right? More power to you. you, you smoke and you don't have any issues. How many other folks end up with terrible diseases Terrible conditions uh, because of smoking, throat cancer, uh, lung cancer, mouth cancer, uh, you name it, okay, from from all sorts of the, either the tars, the filling, the fiberglass, uh, and the filters, whatever it may be, right? Um, you know, again, much fewer side of that, same thing with running, okay? I think if you get to that point and you're out there and you're running and you're doing your ultras, um, you know, if you're all of a sudden, you know, developing these symptoms, these things, these issues, um, and it's not congenital, okay, I think that's when you, you have now reached the unhealthy side of the activity, and I think it's time to, uh, to, to look at what we can do to change that, okay. Um, and, I, and, and I think that's where working with a coach can be of significant, you know, significant value. Um, you know, monitoring all these things. Uh, you know, being in in, uh, in touch with a physician that's that's you know cued into this. Because um, again, it's not worth. It's not as easy as saying just don't do this or don't or just stop. Right? Psychologically, right? Psychologically, we get irritable if we don't run. Okay, I've got a lot of runners that reach out to me, and I appreciate those that too. You reach out to me, and you tell me, and I, and I know exactly what you're going through. Um, or even if I don't know exactly what you're going through, I, I, I've been through similar experiences, through my injuries, through pain, through seeing other patients. Okay, uh, I get it. I, I really dislike telling people to stop running. Okay, but at a certain point, you gotta, you know, you, you gotta figure out, all right, you know, what's healthy for you, what's not healthy for you. Um, you know, if, if that's the name of the game. And if, and if you say to me, you know what, Brian, I would rather die on the trail or I'd rather die out running uh, than, than die on the sofa, then, hey, you know, can I fault you for that either, right? We're, we're all going to die. It's a matter of where we're dying and what kind of story we have to tell, right? Or the others have to tell like, oh, man, you know, Brian died on his sofa versus, oh, man, Brian was out you know, running, uh, you know, 100 mile trail race and just keeled over and died, right? You know, where are we dying, right? That, uh, so I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with either one. Uh, I just want you to be healthy out there. I just want you to be safe. I just want to see you be able to do what you want to and you enjoy doing for as long as you possibly can. 
And that's what I'm here for, right? To help you get through that time. So let's not cross over to the unhealthy side of running. Let's keep you healthy. Let's keep you out there. Let's keep you active. As always, I appreciate you being here. Hey, check out uh, tpinmuscleththerapy.com. It's the letter T. Pin, P-I-N, MuscleTherapy.com. Uh, look at the vector, the, the T-Pin vector. It is the best rolling device out there. There's none better out there on the market. If you decide that it looks like the right thing for you, you can use Brian B. Brian B, that's uh, my first name and last initial uh, for 10% off. And, uh, you know, again, you get a, a nice little discount there when you go to tpinmuscleththerapy.com. They're not a sponsor. I just like promoting them. A good friend of mine owns it. Uh, I use these with all of my runners, and, and uh, I use it myself. I'm actually sitting here rolling as we speak. Um, so this is, uh, this is something that I use. I wouldn't tell you to use it if, uh, if I didn't already use it. Uh, so, yeah, tpinmuscleththerapy.com. Use the code BRIANB for 10% off. And uh, without further ado, that is it. If you've got any questions, send them to me, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at company5k.com. That is Brian at company, the number 5k.com. And I will get back to you just as quickly as possible. If, uh, if you need me, I'm there. And until next time, thanks for checking this out. I will see you again another day. All right, take care. Bye.